by some of the best minds in entrepreneurship in the world, then you're listening to the right podcast, Ditch Digger CEO. We're going to be interviewing CEOs and founders who will be telling their amazing rags-to-riches stories. These entrepreneurs who dominate the industries they serve will be sharing the secrets to their success. We'll be talking to millionaires and billionaires, many who started with nothing. You're going to be mentored with golden nuggets of shared experiences from my guests, whose time is worth thousands and even tens of thousands of dollars per hour I started in the paving business right out of high school. And with no college education, mentorship has been my education of choice. I started over 25 companies in the last 20 years, have generated over 1.5 billion in revenues. My guarantee is this. If you listen to Ditch Digger CEO and you want to be more successful, you will become more successful. The secrets of my success and for many of the world's greatest business leaders will be revealed. Let Ditch Digger CEO mentor you. Welcome to Ditch Digger CEO today. Chris, we've got an awesome person uh, today that we're, we're blessed to have with us, and uh, we're going to have some fun. So uh, we'll get right to it. Mahi De La Vega. Perfect. Great okay, so, so perfect. Mahi, Ma, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we really want to, we'll go right, get right to it. You know, we always like to hear a little bit of family background, kind of a little bit about upbringing, and then, then we get to pretty much, you know, kind of your start. And, uh, you know, what's, what's, uh, what are some of the things that propelled you to to be who you are today, to be able to motivate and 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 uh, really inspire you know teammates to to do great things for your customers and all that. So if we start with that, that would be amazing if we could talk about your know, family background, um, where sure. you where you grew up and all that. Okay, sure. I I grew up in Miami, and um, this is home. It's um, I'm I'm really blessed to live in in the state of Florida and and love Miami and love its people and really have been amazed at the growth and how Miami's propelled into this international city um, through the years and watching this watching the skyline change watching these beautiful buildings being built it's kind of served as a big motivator for me in in my real estate career to see all the possibilities that um, that you know people have had and have implemented. So making our city, you know, um, so beautiful. So I'm, I'm really blessed. I was born in Cuba and came when I was a young girl with my family. Um, you know, my mom and dad were divorced when I was young and grew up, you know, was fortunate that my parents got along. And so there was no tragedy there. I mean, just the normal, you know, when you always wish your parents are together. So there's always that yearning of, you know, having that, family unit. And I think that kind of defined me and and who I became later and that sense of, you know, family and unity and keeping everybody together. So, um, so that was really the beginning. Um, you know, my mother, when we got here, um, for, for, you know, for years, we, uh, struggled like many of the Cuban refugees that came. So my story is not unique. It's, it's really, the, the, the plight of the Cuban people uh, that were the Cuban refugees, as they as we were called when we got to Florida. Sure. Why, why why can't I, what was the reason you got you you all left right? What was the reason your your mom your mom you know picked up your fa your family and left? It was just, it was just you and her, or was there any any more kids? Right, no, it was um it was uh, my my mother, my father, and and my brother at the time. Um, we because of communism because Cuba. Uh, Fidel Castro came into power and they saw what was coming and they saw that it was going to be a communist country and loss of ownership of property, uh, loss of freedom of speech, you know, loss of, you know, what a communist uh, regime does. And my parents had the foresight, like many others, to to and were able to get on to get out early in the in the in the 60s. So it was really uh, a great opportunity. This is the land of opportunity. 
it's the uh, the American dream is what everyone hopes for. And I think our family and myself are really great examples of what this country has to offer this unbelievable great country of ours. So they made the right move, right? And you made the right right move at the right time. And that offered uh, me and and my brothers uh, an opportunity to, and my sisters to, you know, really excel and study and, and, and live the American dream. Absolutely. And and that's a lot about what we talk about here. I've been blessed to be part of this American dream as well. And or, you know, I, I continue to build businesses like you and scale businesses, but at the same time, I spend a large portion of my time really in a couple of organizations fighting for the American dream. And one, one is right in your backyard. Uh, you know, we, we work actually a lot of stuff we do is um, in the area because our founder of the organization, Job Creators Network, we're an organization we fight bad regulation that hurts business and small business. Um, Bernie Marcus started it, and I was one of the founders with him. Um, J- JCN, actually, we, we have a, a gala um, uh, and, and a little, little uh, not too far from you and Palm Beach coming up. But, you know, the, the whole thing is, you know, we're, we're building this organization with businesses across America that, that want to, number one, be educated and educate their teammates on, on, you know, the American dream and what inhibits the American dream when, when bad politicians do, you know, make, make bad regulations that, that hurt that, right? So anyway... But my whole thing is, I'd love I to learn more about that because that's really up my alley and what I believe that yeah, we have well, to keep this American dream going. Hundred percent. So my goal in my life, I'm blessed that I've, I've you know, I've got you know, great wealth and a, and, a, and great businesses and love of family and faith, all the things that that I wanted to have in my life. And but it's because of this great American dream, and 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 my goal is to make sure we, I, I help lead the that you know, saving this American dream because. Um, if we don't pay attention, it won't be here. At, just as it, it left Cuba and Venezuela and so many countries before us with the rise of communism, you know, people don't think it can happen here. But if we don't fight and and keep our eyes open, it will. You so know, I love it's, this. It's yeah. you're right on, uh, right on point, and it 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 really ceases to amaze me how, especially certain generations or or younger generations, don't understand how communism works and how it intervenes societies and how it works silently. Um, and, and we, I see that happening in this country and I shiver with fear that we're losing a lot of, you know, the freedoms that we've always had. And, you know, it's, it's to me being free and be having that freedom of speech and being able to say what you think is, so important in life because not only is it important in your life is as you know in your personal life but it's also in your business life it's also being able to tell someone you know how many people just broke up friendships and marriages because of different political views and you know we kind of have to respect each other and we don't all have to agree but there is a course and you know I think I'm in your camp in that sense that I I do believe in 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 you know, I was I was reading something and I don't remember of how a society within a five to 10 year period can change all of its political views and values and 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 their freedoms. And and it's really scary. And, you know, I truly try to stay out of politics because it's such a controversial subject these days. And my work is really about embracing diversity and embracing you know, um, people from all walks of life and and just being open to everything. So I really try to stay very neutral when it comes to politics. I've always really kind of hated politics um, and avoided talking or or even learning a lot about politics because it's, you know, there's so many things that we don't control that I'm like, okay, I'm really helpless here. So how am I going to really make a difference? So congratulations for, for taking a stand and and, and trying to make a difference because it does matter. And and as I well, get older, I kind of want to do it more and more and say, you know, the heck with. We'll do it. I'll, I'll call you and sign you're available in the next day or two because at JCN, we've done amazing things for to, to protect free enterprise. And we've gotten amazing things we're doing forward. Um, and it's because we've got people that have grown big businesses from, you know, our, your size, my size business to, to multi-multi-billion dollar businesses, Home Depot, the Home Depot leader and many others that realize 
as regulations increase and lobbyists for big corporate America, you know, uh, you know, help fund and uh, yeah. more regulation, small yeah. businesses are stunted, stunted in a big way. So that our goal, yeah. our, my, our goal is just to continue to make sure we watch this and we're going to do that. Um, but again, I, I also believe like you do that, you know, our businesses kind of kind of suck if you and I as leaders don't don't allow people to speak their mind and don't allow people to tra- challenge our thought our vision, our, 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 our execution plans, right? If we don't let smart people, first of all, we don't hire people smarter than us, you know, like Absolutely. I try to do every day. And if we don't let them challenge us in, in, on a daily basis, we kind of, we, we're not very good business leaders, right? Or leaders at all. And so, I mean, it's kind of the same thing when we look at politics, in my opinion, right? And, and, and I think that's, you know, people are trying to shut down smart people or anybody that has any, any diversity of thought. And that's wrong. So, that's hey, right. I, I love where I love where you're at. We're going to get along great. And uh, <laughs> but let's let, let's so let's talk about this American dream because that's what we're here for. And so when we think about this, I mean, you you, you had that you probably had this this as a young girl that the knowledge of what happened in Cuba. And, you, and I'm guessing some of my my guests and myself um, understand that that this 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 American dream and the, and the ability to to be successful in this country is like no other. And if we work hard. And we have a vision and a, and a passion for something. We'll probably be pretty successful. And and so tell me, tell me about that. Your 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 startup in this industry. Tell me how that happened. So you know, I've always been uh, a big dreamer, and always when I started, in, you know, in a small boutique firm in in the real estate industry, and always felt really frustrated that I I saw the evolution and how this was becoming a global economy, and as a single operator, as a small you know, boutique office, it was really difficult for me to connect globally with a lot of other people. And I saw how Miami was evolving. I saw that Miami would eventually, because of its ties to Latin America, expand and become a very, you know, a global city. And I I felt I needed to align myself with someone that had the tools and the connectivity to the world. And I think I fell in love with the Sotheby's brand. It was a luxury brand. It was positioned as a luxury brand. It was affiliation to the auction house, its heritage. It's um, it was everything that represented who I who I wanted to be or who I aspired to be and who mm-hmm. I wanted to be. And so for me, it was like a really great connection from day one. And and that was, you know, very inspiring for me to, to be able to see and how this evolved and how I was limited by being a small boutique firm to really reach that audience that I wanted, that I thought was important for, at the time I was selling very actively and it was really important for my buyers and sellers to be connected. And, and so I thought this platform would be amazing to do. And then it, and, and it proved to be true and it proved to be that it was the right thing to do. So I started in the midst of the crisis actually, and uh, started my negotiations with Sotheby's in 2008 and um, finished the negotiations right sometime in September, October, November, you know, when the world was falling apart and Lehman's collapsed. And it was probably the worst time, yet I knew in my heart it was really the best time to, you know, just to take it all in and say, I'm moving forward, I'm going to do this. Failure is not an option, and my view is long term, and I'm going to make this work no matter what. And so, I I just worked hard every day, um, set my goals, you know, did my recruiting, convinced people that this was the brand to be aligned with, and that, and started slowly building it, you know, from you just organically, really, from just organically. And then the word got out and started, you know, providing tools, providing a platform, providing the Sotheby's platform, the platforms that we created. And, and all of a sudden, you know, we, the growth started. And, um, and then fortunately we had 2011, the market started changing Mm -hmm. and 2012 was a good year. And, And so everything was always like, you know, moving along and, and so the first few years were really hard, but it was during that time that I took that time to really go out there and travel, meet affiliates throughout the world, throughout my network, 
to be able to establish connections because our business, my business is a relationship business. Most businesses are regarding yes. what you're doing. It's, it's really all about relationships and it's about trust and it's about establishing rapport with people. So yes. that's what I did. And I did that for quite, quite some time tirelessly. <laughs> so, all right. So let me go back to something there that, that uh, struck, struck a chord for me when, when, you know, as far as my, my blessings and growing my businesses, I, I eventually figured out to be world-class and, you know, I, I really, you know, probably, probably took me about 10 years in before I said, you know what, I want to be world-class. And, and then I started searching who was the best in the world at what I do. And so I actually had, to, I, I, I traveled, I met people all over the world in, in Germany, Israel, Latvia, where I, is where I found my, my future friends and partners that, that would teach me to be, how to be the best in the world at what I do. Um, there's, there's a couple in the U.S. too that helped me out a lot, but I'll never forget those people that opened my eyes to new ways of, of, of what I do is, is paving, okay? Uh, so I, I paved concrete parking lots, asphalt parking lots. We have 14 companies, but six of them are dedicated to paving and the rest are technology and some other things. But but really what it, what happened was, you know, reaching across the globe, finding the best minds in the world. And today you can do that easier than ever. Um, I was able to you know build start building a network of trust between people that were definitely discovering the best the world had to offer in my industry. And so, so what, what, I, what, what I'm hearing from you is kind of the same thing. You said, okay, I, I started, I started, you know, reaching across the world to find, you know, the, find those in, in your network, um, probably the Sotheby's network as well, um, to just kind of figure out how they do it and who's the best. Is that right? Right. That's exactly right. And then identifying like, who are my feeder markets? Like where are people coming from to, to South Florida? And as we grew to Florida's East coast, all the way up to Jacksonville and, and Amelia Island. So for, for me, it was really understanding that whole um, collaboration uh, with all of my, my network was really pretty profound. And, and, you know, keeping the goals here at home clear, defined, you know, um, and understanding what we needed to do at a local level, combined with the glo global connectivity of what the brand had to offer me. So cool. Now back then, so Sotheby's uh, didn't have offices in all these markets. Is that right? I mean, you it didn't. We've I've seen their growth. We're in seventy seven, seventy eight countries now. Um, so they've expanded. They've grown tremendously um, in all these markets. You know, I went when India opened. I went to the opening of of the office in India, and I thought to myself, or people would maybe say, well. Who's going to really buy in India and buy here? You know, it's funny because back in the day, I represented two Indian families in, a, in two sales in Tahiti Beach, which were pretty expensive homes at the time. Sure. You know, today they're probably $30, $40 million. At the time, they were sold for, I don't know, $12, $13 million. They were Indian families. So you never know where business is going to come from. So the more doors you open and the more relationships you have, the more opportunity you're you're giving, and, you know, and I and I've been around a lot of franchise franchisees, friends of mine own franchisees, and some that are franchisors or the founders of franchise. Um, some are amazing in their ability as a to to, to their, your ability to scale as a franchisee. Some of them are, very, are 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 you know very restrictive and and don't have a lot of opportunity to grow. You know, market after market, office after office. I mean. Something you seems like an amazing, I mean, for you to grow and be as large as you are, you would think that, you know, number one, they, you know, some would have an issue with that because you're, you're a behemoth in the, in the space, really. And you're a franchisee. Some might say, how does she, you know, how can she really do a spectacular job in all these markets? We better control her, right? We better, you know, better make sure that uh, we, we, we restrict her a little bit because she, you know, nobody can handle this many markets. So when I look at what you've done, it's incredible. And I've got only a few friends of mine that, that, that have done big, big roll-ups of franchisees, hundreds of franchisees, and, and have been so successful. And, they, and they've been such a blessing to the franchisor, really, because franchisor doesn't have to worry. They got it. Exactly. I think that's where we're at now. I think they, you know, we proved ourselves. I think early on, I remember the day I went up to New Jersey to visit them. And, you know, I, I, I know there were people in the room that were a lot, that had a lot more operational experience than I did. You know, I come, I came more from a marketing background. And so from a running of a real estate office and probably thought, oh, this girl's like, you know, probably not, what is she going to do? You know, like, <laughs> and I think I surprised them. I, I think I, I, I think I, I, um, 
I think I surprised them in a big way. And so I think now they trust us. I, and I, they're them. still surprised. Them. I think they're not going to stop being surprised by you. <laughs> okay. So when you were this girl, the scaling, when you started one office, where in Miami was it? What's the address? Kind of describe what that looked like. I started in an office. Um, I don't know if you know the Miami area, but it was right off 57th Avenue and Sunset, right behind the Whole Foods building. Got it. And it was a tiny, tiny little office. And I remember the receptionist, we didn't have enough parking. So I'd have the receptionist move cars for people in and out to be able to accommodate all the agents that came in and left and people that were visiting. So you got to play a double uh, role here. You, you've got to be the receptionist, but her name was Lucy. She was great. I, we're still friends. And, um, and we, you know, she would help me move those cars in and out and, you know, it was it was a lot of fun uh, back in the day. It still is a lot of fun for me, and it, it's it it was just really remarkable. So it was a tiny little office, and then fast forward about a year and a half later, we built our first six thousand square foot office, which at the time was pretty big, yeah. um, just a few blocks away, still in the same vicinity of that you know Whole Foods area, um, mm -hmm. in the Gables, and. It was, uh, I, I remember walking in and thinking, wow, this is a big accomplishment. This office is really great. And then I had the Miami Beach market, which I needed desperately to open an office there because I had guys that were working, agents that were working that market who stood by me and worked practically out of their cars. They're still with me, by the way. This December will be 15 years and they're still with me. They have awesome. been- Rooted by every top real estate company and they don't leave. Um, and my loyalty to them, to them and to everyone is, is just beyond because, you know, some of them have had offices in, in that Miami beach when I finally opened the Miami beach office. Um, a yeah. And you know, you always have to do what's right. And you always have to follow your heart. I, I remember back in the day I was married and, and uh, I had a huge, huge fight. Uh, with my ex-husband and he said, you're crazy. What are you doing? Spending all that money. You know, every dollar I made, every dollar I made selling real estate, I put right back into the company. I needed to, you know, it was like there was, so everything else took a back seat. And my only focus and my, my greatest dream and was, you know, to build this office in Miami beach at the time. And I said, I'm going to do this. And I built a beautiful office in Miami Beach <laughs> against everybody. Everybody went against me. Um, you now, know, is I, that, one, that it, one's still there? That was still there. It's still yeah. there. And so many of these, some of these agents, uh, particularly one, had some rough years along the way. And I remember having managers come in and say to me, well, you know, he's not producing. You need to take him out of the office. And I would say over my dead body. Because when you weren't here, he was here doing the best he could in those years helping me succeed. So there's a loyalty here that they're not leaving that office. Sorry if there's no production. We'll wait until there's production. Yeah. So it's that loyalty, I think, that they knew that I had towards them that in spite of maybe better splits or better, you know, at the time, maybe better technology that others were offering, they stayed with me. And for that, I'm forever grateful. Awesome. Yeah. You know what? And like, again, that's, you know, we talk about relationships and it's not just customer relationships, of course, right? It's not just vendor relationships. It's your teammates, yeah. your teammates. If you'll go through a wall for your teammates and you, yeah, I know you will just, just listen to you talk. You love them as I do, right? I do. If you'll go through a wall for them. They, they'll go through a wall for you. And, and that's right. You're find people that can't ever be loyal. That, that can happen, right? But overall, when you build your business, not ever worried about a few that might not, you know, that might, you know, um, uh, hurt your feelings someday, right? Or not, not uh, be loyal to you or whatever. You just live your life like you are. I mean, not when 98% of the people around you will be loyal and they're going to, they're going to love that's you right. want to have a relationship with you because, because of who you are. And that, and that's what's driven your success. There's no right. doubt in my mind. And, and then, you know, then the customer relationships, of course, are going to be this, are going to be great. And the vendor relationships are going to be great because you, 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 that's your value. Those are your values. And so 100%. fun. That's so, so much fun. All right. So when, when we think about, uh, you know, people along the way, like your teammates, that's, you know, that we're with you. You can't forget those. I never will either. I've been in business for 42 years and 
didn't have a lot of you know teammates until you know five ten years in. But we got people that have been with me for over thirty years. I love them like they're my family, and and they and they they they, they, they I think they love me like a, me and my family. That's like right. That's right. And it's that's the best. That's the best. When when you think about mentors back then, you know, think about uh, you know mentors around you that were there for you that kind of, that were you could call them any time with an issue, a challenge, a problem. They would return your call. They would always give you their best shared shared experiences. Right? Who were those? Do you have some of those? You know, I I my greatest mentor was my father. He wow. was my hero. He um, I had the fortune of working with him in a previous company which was a um, aluminum aerospace uh, distribution company. And he built that and we started that from scratch. And then he built it and sold it in, uh, to a Swiss multinational group. But he taught me a lot of the, the skills and the basic things to how to run a business and, um, and how to live life really. And he was a great man and he was my my, he was my greatest mentor. He really was. And then, awesome. yeah. And then believe it or not, I have a son who's the president of one Sotheby's who I've learned a lot from, to be honest with you. <laughs> I've learned a lot of, 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 of um, we, we have completely two different management styles. He's uh, totally different than I am. I'm all bubbly and lovey dovey <laughs> and, and he's got a great, amazing heart, but he's more like, you know, um, business and you know driven in a different way yeah. so so we kind of complement each other really well and then my daughter also is uh inspires a lot in me you know even today like she's very artsy she's very creative and very well-rounded and uh, you, know, yeah. you know her approach my, to life so so my we have the same exact story almost okay uh, my son is uh, I, I a lot of great mentors. I can, I'll never forget, right? But, but in in my in my business, my son is now the CEO of our fourteen companies. My daughter, he's thirty six. My daughter's thirty four, is the leader of our big, biggest company, um, and she's thirty like thirty four. And and uh, they're totally different leadership uh, management oh, right. than me. Totally different. But what 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 they have that that you can't you know you can't uh, replace easy is they have amazing compassion. They're, they're, they care a lot about everybody that's on, that's on their teams and they, and they will do whatever it takes to make them successful and, you know long hours whatever it takes and so uh I'm blessed my and my son brought technology I always I always brought technology in my business before my competitors but my son at a, at a whole nother level brought amazing technology innovation in our businesses with uh, artificial intelligence uh, 3d technology many other things that he kind of headed up at a and he, you know, when he started with us, uh, after he built his own businesses, he was recruited by our team at 24, I think he was, and uh, and came in with lots of great ideas in a short period of time that have changed it. Actually, one thing has changed our industry worldwide, and it's we use artificial intelligence to um, uh, and drone drone uh, uh, capture to basically assess pavements, roofs, and facades everywhere in the world now for our for our biggest customers. Wow. That's Walmart, people, Lowe's, um, Blackstone, um, many of the biggest real estate holding companies in the world are using this technology now. And we we just did it to serve our customers better and faster. And it, it was a service within our national business that became a, a business on its own that's as valuable as anything we have today. So it's amazing. Again, but, but how fun, fun is it when you... How, is it when you have you know your family that no, it's it just- great. It's you know they have your back and you know he's been my son's been responsible really for the vision of growing and 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 doing a lot of the acquisitions that we did, you know because nice. he just wanted the growth and he wanted and he just went out and we did our first one and I don't even sure we knew what we were doing but we've negotiated better terms on each one after that but a lot of acquisitions were really um, really you know, he was the one that, that took on that, that big, um, are, are you YPO or are you your son, YPO, your daughter? You, he you is, young he's on, he's on YPO. Yeah. Okay. So we got to get these guys together because yeah, they, for sure. Uh, Absolutely. Austin, uh, Austin's leading a YPO chapter in Chicago. He's been, uh, you know, he's not on the board and the, and the education chair all that. Anyway. Um, but we got to get these two, these two. Yeah. He loves it. Yeah, they I, just went on a trip, I think, to California or something. 
So Watch all different chapters get together, but yeah, he's, he's loving, he's loving every minute of it. I wonder, they may have met already, but, but either way, um, love to do that. And again, because again, I think the whole, you know, the whole thing is that, you know, vision, like you mentioned, right? Vision, what's your moonshot? I look at, I look at, you know, identifying things as a moonshot. So we have in each business to be, to be world-class. What, do we, what does that have to look like five and 10 years from now? And so it becomes kind of a moonshot, something that our competitors maybe never have done before and all that. And you mentioned the same thing that, you know, vision is so important. What, what, what is a vision that you guys have? You, between you, your, your, your teammates, your leaders, what's a vision you have, let's say 10 years out, you know, what, what do you want to look like um, as one self abuse international? What do, you, what do you guys look like, you know, five, 10 years out, whatever it is? You know, I think, I think that we want to continue to be the leading real estate company in South Florida. We want to provide, um, we want to continue to provide a, a working environment that is, um, that has outstanding culture for the employees and the people that help us day in and day out. We want to be at the forefront. We want to be an agent-centric company, always uh, putting the agents first. And we want to just grow and, and we have been acquiring, you know, uh, real estate in, in, in different markets that we're in to maybe develop down the road. So I think that pivotal role of going to continuing to represent developers in South Florida and outside of South Florida, um, and then kind of developing some of our own built our own developments, um, whether it be multifamily, whether it be, um, you know, whatever is, whatever that land is suited for. So we've been acquiring some real estate and just sitting on it. And some of it, we're moving some of our offices into it. So I think it's always, you always have to first take care of your core business, which is yep. what's feeding you and many people around you. And so that's why I really I'm big on culture and, and caring about the people that work for us, continuing to be an agent-centric company. And what does that mean? That we truly care about the agent. They're just not a number. We care about their well-being, their productivity, how they are, you know, during COVID, I remember, you know, I'd sit at my desk at 7.30 in the morning and part of it is just bringing in coaches to kind of talk to them about, you know, how to get through this difficult period for them. It was scary at the time. So, sure. you know, real estate is up and down. So, you know, I'm a big believer in mentoring people in in bringing in coaches, like you said at the beginning, surround yourself with people that know more than you. And so in mm -hmm. this area, it's more, you know, a coach can, can help our agents, um, a business coach, a life coach, you know, it's always a balance, finding that balance in life. So what, what do you feel like is your, your strongest differentiators from what, from, from off when you look at 31 offices, right? And by the way, you got to get over here in Naples. I'm in Naples. and we need I to know you guys have premier <laughs> who does the West coast. <laughs> oh, okay. So you can't, right. we were looking to buy them by the way. And, uh, and peerage beat us to it. Uh, so oh, really, yeah, darn it. But it was okay. It was okay. Cause I think they bought at the height of the market and, um, it's fine. Yeah. We passed. Yeah, well, it's a great market over here. It I, is I, a great market. It's a wonderful yeah. market. It's a great um, place. When, so when you think of this, when you think of differentiation, because I, I look at, you know, in my business, I, I really pretty much mentor my leaders. You know, we differentiate or we're a commoditized product. And, and you, know, we, you know, we're constantly thinking every, every year of what, you know, what are, we, what, are we, what are we building in our businesses that make us totally different from our competition? So that our, our customers, our teammates, our vendors can say, you know, wow, that, you know, they, they, they that, you know, these, these are the people I want to do business with. Right. So what, what are some differentiators in your mind that you that enabled you, first of all, to do what you've done, and then maybe that'll propel you to, in the future, your, your, you, your family to continue to build this. I think it's a, it's a mindset. As you said, it's like, it's, it's, it's a daily practice. I look at it as, as yoga. It's, it's not something that you sit and write, like, you know, your 10 year business plan, because you've got to be agile and be able to also adapt and change quickly. So it's really listening. It's really understanding the fundamentals of your market. Where are you? Where are you going? What is it that, that where do you want to be? So AI is playing clearly an important role for us. We've had speakers already. We've had several speakers come to talk about how to use chat GPT, how to use, you know, all the different 
things that are out there for AI and how it impacts uh, real, how it's going to. So I think that's going to be a big driving force and having them adopt this. I think, you know, da a daily practice of a self-check of, you know, what are, staying in tune with industry trends, what's happening in the industry, how are we pivoting to accommodate these changes? How quickly are we doing this? Um, how are, you know, are, are asking ourselves every day, the question is how do you, what did you do? Cause really in this business, you're good as your last sale. And with your agents, you're, you're, you know, what do you, what did you do for me today is like, kind of like mm -hmm. the mindset. So that's why yeah. I say it's like a daily yoga practice that our, our senior leadership team is always talking about, you know, what are, what, what, can, how can we always do better? What is it going to take to, to excel? To create yes. that culture of excellence, that culture of, of this mindset of just create, you know, being extraordinary. I love the word extraordinary. We used it in 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 a big campaign that we did, and 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 just recently, it, it sort of like really resonated with me. Is our last campaign was we simply do more, and we want to continue. Yeah, it's we we continue to do more, and we we built it around pillars of you know, uh, how do we do more? You know, we, we, we do more because we, you know, we just basically have better marketing, better outreach, uh, better social media, a, a, a website that has more traffic. So we then explained how we do more. But that mindset daily of we simply do more, instilling that in our agents, instilling that in all our employees, the people that support us in our leadership team, is really important because then all, it all ties together. So um, I think that is is super important. And then of course, you know, um, how do you maintain a positive company culture? You know, and I think I think energy plays a really really important role in that. And the energy you exude and the the enthusiasm and the passion and the commitment that you have to win. So mm -hmm. I always want to be, I want to be a winner. I want to win. I want my people to win. I want my team members to win, my company to win, you know, the employees, the people that, that are all surrounding us are, we want that win mentality all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, so I've got a, one of my very good friends who I've, I've been, um, she's like a little sister to me. She's one of our, actually, she did our podcast uh, for when we first started, probably three, four years ago. Um, she's a neighbor of yours. She, she, she's built her own development company. I'd love for you to meet her sometime because she develops property across the country. She does oh, a wow. lot of, she does a lot of um, uh, uh, work uh, like, um, what do you, what would you, uh, she, she used to do some student housing, but she does like. Um, I'd love to meet her. I, I, I love the whole concept of low income housing. She does it in a way you would never believe. I mean, it, it, she does it, in, you know, and you know, Aspen, Colorado, or or like wow. you know, she does it in Beaver Creek. I mean, all over the country. Indianapolis is where she started, but she was very successful. But she's a, she, her culture, much like yours. She's a woman leader like you, and she's got she, actually her son is is one of the leaders in her company nowadays. Um, amazing person, and she ha she loves Miami. She loves South Beach. She's got a great condo. Um, in South Beach, uh, maybe a couple of condos there um, that I stayed at with with her. Anyway, amazing person. I'm going to offline. I'd love to, to connect. You. Absolutely. Rhonda Shrewsbury is her name, and, and she loves your, your area. She buys real estate there. But besides that, she's a big developer that can share a lot of experiences with you. That's great. Family. That's great. I love that. So, right, so then now we think about this, uh, we, you know, we're talking about uh, – you know, all these, you know, the cool, cool things. Your commitment to win is, is apparent. Your energy is amazing. Anybody can see that. Okay. Um, all these things matter. What, what do you, what do you, um, as far as like core values or, you know, what, what do you, what do you guys do that you kind of, your, your team knows that you hire by these values, let's say core values. You, if you fire somebody, it's probably because it didn't work out because they couldn't live by some values. Right. Um, and, and, and when you, you know, when you look at your growth, it's probably due to the culture you've created because of these values. What are these? Are these some of the values? Are there are there some spe specific values that you guys you know really um, always live by? Always live by integrity. Yep. And always live by doing the right thing, and and that goes just across the board from human resources to the people that work for us to the agents. Like if we have agents that we see 
you know, I remember back in the day, I had one agent that I found was doing a little bit of, you know, not so, a little bit of shady business. And, and I got onto it and I let him go at a time when I really needed his, his production. And, and it just didn't, our, our values didn't align. So I think the values have to be clearly defined with integrity at the forefront of whatever it is that we do. We need to, to act with integrity to everything that surrounds our organization with integrity. Yes. And just like, you know, my industry is very similar, actually, Mai, where, you know, that's something that my industry isn't looked at, looked at as infavorably. I mean, when you think of paving, paving people, paving contractors, right? Ah, they're, you know, they're, they're fly by nights, this and that. Yeah. Real estate industry has a little of that too, right? They've got yes, some, absolutely. Some integrity is not always there. So, I mean, you know, doing the right thing always. And, always. and people get, they can feel that, right? People are going to talk about that constantly. So that's, that's awesome. Absolutely. Um, let's, let's go into, uh, you know, what kind of what Chris has learned, what Chris has, Chris has seen and picked up on this as far as uh, differentiators, you know, the, you know, Mahi's laws of success, we'll call them. Um, what do you got, Christopher? Yeah, Mahi, this was fantastic. You're yeah, really you. inspiring. I love your story. I uh, would we'll take more time to really, really dig into it. Um, the the American dream is is fragile and needs to be protected because we can lose it like that. Um, you know, you have firsthand experience of that coming from Cuba. You've seen it with your own eyes. Um, every dollar you make, put back in the business uh, for success. Be loyal to those who are loyal to you. Um, in, in the real estate biz, you're as good as your last sale, unfortunately. So always be asking yourself, how can we always do better? Um, Mai, where, where can our audience find out more about you? Um, they can always call me. I'm, oh, I'm on my phone 24-7 somebody says, do you have a life besides what you do? And I'm like, yes, this life. I love it. I love what I do. So people can always call myself, text me. You know, I think in this stage of my life, I, I, I feel so blessed and so fortunate um, that I, it's time to give. It's time to give back. It's time to help others, to mentor others. And that could be something, you know, sometimes I Sunday I received a text from an agent that when he started, I, I, he says, you know, it was his birthday. And I, I sent him a, a birthday, you know, happy birthday note. And he's like, I was so happy to, you know, to receive your birthday note. And I look at them, I look at see who it is. And, and, uh, and he wrote me and he said, you know, I remember you said one thing to me and it stayed with me, which is stay focused, stay focused on what you're doing. Don't lose focus. Don't, don't be distracted by the noise. And he says, and look at me now, I'm, I've, I've got 15 listings. He started with zero, new into the business, had never done real estate before. So it really became a success story. So for me, seeing that is, I, I love hearing those stories. Um, whether it's there, whether it's helping women entrepreneur that are starting and encouraging them that, you know, telling them that they can achieve their dreams and their goals, there's, there's nothing that, can, that has to hold us back. Only your own self-beliefs that of doubt or fear that are within you. And then that's something you've got to work out and you have to read about and you have to maybe find a life coach or a mentor or somebody that can help you think through all of that. And I think that is so very important. You know, I find that the friendships that I've uh, been able to keep all these years, you know, my, my girlfriends, my last night I had, you know, uh, my, one of my sisters is going through um, a little bit of a health scare, a little bit of a, so she's concerned. So we had a, a, a girl's night and it was just us, you know, three bonding and giving each other support. So as you go out there and give this community that think about it, all these people believed in me. They believed in my son. They believed in the brand. They believed in what we could do. How can you let them down? You can't, you just have to perform. You have to perform at a level that is above and beyond what anybody thinks you can do. And always challenging yourself, always trying to do better, always trying to have that winning attitude. Um, I think that, and, you know, and, and never settling, like why settle? Like why? You can be extraordinary. You can be at the top of your game, but you got to put in the work. It does. It's not just like, oh yeah, I'm going to just, you know, you know, just sit around all day and it's going to come to me. It, it doesn't work that way. It's competitive. Our industry, 
is, is very competitive. So I think that we really need to embrace and understand what is it that it's going to take to take us to the next level. Love it. Chris, any else? What else you get? I got a couple of things too, Chris. You anything else? Yeah, you, you go for it. Okay. You know, I, I like you said, you know, failure is not an option. You're saying that again, pretty much, right? You don't, you, you just don't, they're, they're, that's not an option. Although I believe you have, in many cases, and we've talked about a little bit, is, is you failed fast and moved on, failed fast and failed forward, right? But in the long term, failure is not an option, right? Hey, listen, I, during these 15 years, I, I had my ups and downs. It's been a roller coaster ride. It hasn't been like smooth sailing. It's like the market's down, the market's up. We're selling, we're doing great. We Our pendings are up, our pendings are down. You know, we get, did an acquisition, it's losing money. Like, so you're always pivoting, you're always trying to find the right answer. So it's not easy. And most importantly, I think that one of the things that is very important throughout this is during this whole journey, I have always remained humble. I still have the same work ethic. I still work, I think, as hard as anybody on my team or harder. I don't ever stop thinking about change and getting better at what we're doing and looking, but staying humble and never letting it get to you. Never forget where you came from. Never, never, never forget. forget. Never. From, right? It's the fundamentals. Like it's, it's critical to understand where you came from and what it's taken to get to where you're at. And knowing that to stay there is not easy either. Cause there's oh, always, but you, you don't know, stop. Being, you also like you, I, I, you don't stop at being, being appreciative and, and, and showing gratitude, having gratitude and showing 100%. gratitude. That, that's that, that's who you are. You exude that. And, and you're always going to have success because you're, you know, again, we'll have temporary failures. We'll, we'll fail fast because we tried something and then we move on and you fail forward. But either way, you won't fail because no matter what your, your lessons in life are going to be, are, are going to be um, something that you, you can look back at and, and, and write a book on. You can, you're going to constantly mentor others on, you're going to be a, a beacon for others to, to, to succeed themselves. So That's right. I want I love where you're at. Okay, so the last thing I'll say is one thing I saw too that I love and I, and I and I want to continue to inspire my teammates and anybody listening to this is, you know, again, it's a small world today, smaller than ever before, right? When, with AI and chat, yeah. GPT and all the all these things, right? It's a small world. And if you can't aspire, aspire, even from the start to be world-class at whatever you do, then don't do it maybe, right? You're not passionate enough, don't do it. You, you, know, you become top, you know, top 1% in this industry because- you you understood what it took to network at a world class level to to find out who's doing the who's doing it right, and I'm sure you you you've you know you built lots of relationships with people that kind of you know shared their experiences with you, and, and and you sponged off it and learned from it, and that's you know your your journey's been awesome to be as, as large as you are in this market where most people are satisfied. They're satisfied with one agency, you know, one location. They're making a they're making a great living and they're happy. But you know, you you instead say, "Gosh, I want to, I want to, you know, help more people. I want That's more right. people to be successful, right? Create more more millionaires and and, and people that live a life, uh, the American dream, also. Absolutely. So your, so your American dream has been amazing, but you have created a, 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 a in my opinion, a culture that's created hundreds of American American dreams within your organization, which is that's I'm trying to do the same thing. It's yeah. awesome. So. So really, th thank you so much. Um, and I, if you don't mind, I've got your, num your number, I think. So I'm, That's Chris, great. You know, thank you so both so much for the opportunity. And um, it's it's great to be with like-minded people. And and I appreciate you both taking the time to to, to learn a little bit more about who I am and and uh, and build from here. So thank Mike, you. We're, we're uh, blessed to have you on today and really get to know you. So thank you so much for everything thank you, you do. Thank, thank you, you so much. Time with us. Um, My pleasure. Thank you. So until next time on Dish Digger CEO, thank you everybody for listening and uh, thank you, Mahi, for being our, <laughs> thank our you. guest. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. If you enjoy this show, please share with anyone else you think will find value here. And please go to our website, ditchdiggerceo.com, for show notes, links, video clips, and more nuggets of entrepreneurial wisdom. Don't forget to follow me on social media at Ditch Digger CEO.
Cause I love